Welcome to LAPUX Lessons. This podcast is a growing collection of conversations with thought leaders in the online professional development space. Here at LAPU, our award-winning team strives to create world-class online learning experiences that put humanity back into learning. Join us on our journey to innovate in the online classroom and show the world what learning feels like. Welcome to LAPUX Lessons. I am Trulisa Glazatov. I'm a senior instructional designer here at LAPU. And I am with my colleague, Alex. How are you today, Alex? Hey, Trey, thank you so much. Yes, it's so good to be here today. Yes, and Alex Mills, she is also part of our dynamic instructional design team here at LAPU and an instructional designer herself. As an online university, our e-learning team has developed a lot of innovative frameworks that guide the way that we work. And the outcome from that innovation is that our team has been able to design world-class online courses that engage our students in the classroom and that has a positive impact on their whole personal, spiritual, and academic journey. So today we are going to reflect on what makes an online course world-class by offering some tips. The way that we're going to do this is that we're going to share some intentions around the tip as well as ways that it can be done. So I'm going to take the first tip, if that's okay, Alex. Oh, by all means, I'm I'm excited to hear it. Okay, so tip number one for designing a world-class online course is to take time to dream. So what I mean by that, Alex, is... Take some time to brainstorm or to envision all the possibilities for the course. As instructional designers, because of time constraints or other organizational constraints, we usually just jump right in because that just has to get done. What ends up happening is we end up reworking, taking a lot more time to make the course just right instead of being intentional in the beginning to dream a little bit, Mm. right? And I think we do a great job here at LAPU at dreaming or visioning. As part of our instructional design process, we do something that we call concept mapping, where we just work with our faculty to really think about the possibilities for the course. And that means, you know, what are those key skills and concepts and competencies that we really want the student to develop and to uh, sharpen as a result of taking this course. And then we also have a, a course visioning process. So we go from that concept mapping to the intentional alignment of those skills and those concepts to course outcomes, to program outcomes, as well as to potential assignments. And all of that is dreaming. That doesn't mean that we're going to actually take everything that we thought of and put it into the course, but at least we're not um, constraining ourselves with the same old, same old, right? What do you think about dreaming? I love that tip, Trey. I think that is so key in creating that roadmap for where you want to go because you cannot get to where you need to get to until you know how to get there. And taking the time to dream and taking the time to just have fun envisioning 
what this can look like, what the course can look like, it just provides you with just almost like an endless possibility of learning and engagement. So I love that tip. And it, it actually brings me to another tip, which I would say would be tip number two is creating a content that is student first. And then the content is second to that. So you're always having the student perspective as you're envisioning the course, as you're dreaming. So um, kind of like you were talking about our design strategy here is to you know, build the competencies, but we build the competencies through our no, our no feel and do framework. And so the thing that's awesome about that is when we are working with our faculty and our academic deans, we are talking about what are the competencies that our students need to know and what are the competencies that our students need to feel? So we're really trying to make sure that our learning environments that we are now designing for our students are engaging, but also it's relevant and pertinent to them. And also we are going into their effective domain to make sure that they're actually feeling the things we want them to feel as they're doing this content. It's so important to kind of go back to what you were saying about envisioning the course, but then making sure as we're envisioning the course, it's from that student perspective. I love the uh, effective domain because it's all about the senses, right? And when we do the know, feel, and do, it's the head, the heart, and the hands, which is, you know, the, the senses. So we're really also engaging every single part of the person, not just the mental, but like you said, the effective, the heart, the hands. So I really love that tip of putting the student first. And that means to understand they are a whole person. And so we have to engage the whole person. Exactly, exactly. Because we can't expect our students to do something if they don't know and feel it. You know, we, we have learned that when the student is totally engaged and motivated, that's where the retention happens. And so from that framework, we then realize that we're going to create content. So I'm going to go into tip number three, Trey. We have to be inclusive in our design. We have to make sure that if we're designing from a student perspective, that we're designing for all students. It doesn't matter who the student is. When we are going back to tip one, envisioning, we're doing it for everybody who's going to be in this learning environment because we need to have representation. In order for someone to feel engaged and to feel like that information or the content is pertinent to them is they have to see themselves in the content. So something that we do at LAPU is we make sure that all demographics are represented, all sexes are represented, as well as any learning barriers are represented. Um, so for some examples that we do in our courses, we have an arts course where we have the students engaging in physical activity or dance. And we make sure that the content is for all people so that they can retain the content so it's accessible to them. And we also make sure that the videos or resources are not just from one solo point of view or perspective. We make sure that we have different ideas and different viewpoints and different type of people and authors who are creating the content. So we have videos where we have people dancing 
and they're doing it from a wheelchair. If we have um, videos for singing or videos that are representing storytelling, we'll do uh, a video in ASL, the American Sign Language. So we make sure that everybody is seen. And, and from that point of view, we come from the universal design for learning. We use that framework to make sure that there's multiple pathways for a student to learn and to engage with the content and also allow them to be the expert learner of their content. And you know, when we talk about world-class online courses, I'm gonna put an asterisk to that, it's, it's important, but it's also a tall order. It's difficult to be, when you say inclusive, right? It's mm -hmm. even though we say universal design and think about all the rich cultural and spiritual and just hum humanistic folks that just walk into the classroom. It's like a tall order to be inclusive. But I think this leads us to tip number four, which is to push towards excellence. To be top-notch, to be world-class, if it was easy, everybody would do it. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> right? You're right. But you got to push towards excellence. And what that means is you have to, to innovate. You have to be inclusive. You have to be engaging, right? All the tips. Um, but innovation is key, which means you can't stay still. You can't, you got to be better. You got to keep, you know, reaching for and striving for that level of excellence that is expected from our, from everybody, from the organization, for us as, as team members, for students, you always have to strive. And innovation to me as an instructional designer is thinking about what if, but then than actualizing it. So what we do here well at LAPU is being very agile, is being very creative, and being collaborative. Um, yes. You cannot innovate in a vacuum. That's one thing. And so being able to pull in team members, not only from our e-learning team, so we have a great uh, course design team, we have a great multimedia team, we have great team members in e-learning. But we also need to tap into uh, people outside of the, the IG, the e-learning team to figure out how do we best support our students and create a complete experience that will have a positive impact on, on their journey. And so I think we do a great job here of integrating and including a lot of people into the process right? So yes. we have our e-learning, our multimedia team in a lot of our ID meetings who are, and they're contributing with ideas as they, as they hear us talk together as a team, what could be some innovative or engaging or interactive multimedia pieces to support the coursework. We bring in our academic deans who are able to provide that high-level programmatic view and perspective to what we're doing in that design of the course. So I, I want to offer that as a tip four. When, when we say push towards excellence and innovate, it's really getting outside of your, your comfort zone as an instructional designer and bringing in additional voices, additional perspectives, additional gifts into the course design process. That is so true, Trey. Just 
allowing yourself to engage with all the stakeholders does allow a diversity of perspective and a very specialized and unique touch on a course versus when you do it yourself. So I love that tip. That is world-class. That is a world-class tip. Now, the last tip we're going to offer today is not technical per se, but it is personal. Okay. And the tip, and the tip is to get personal. We have a special job, a special gift of creating an educational experience for others. And so we have to remember that what we create is going to be used by, by a person or persons who are seeking something. Maybe it's knowledge, maybe it's personal development, maybe it's spiritual, but they're seeking something. We have to remember that we are people first. You know, we have a skill. Yes, we have a great skill where we can uh, construct experiences, educational experiences. But we bring ourselves into that process. And so we have to realize that it's okay to bring ourselves into and our experiences into the process and our whole self whether it's our faith, whether it's our, our past experiences as professionals and as students, we need to bring our, our authentic self into the experience. Because what that will manifest as is a learning experience, a learning space that is inclusive, that feels relevant, that feels real, and that feels safe. Mm. I love so that. So get personal. Yeah, that, and I think that's going to be, you know, we, we spent eight hours doing this. It's like, I, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm only calling it out and that people realize that this is something we already do, but I think calling it out makes it intentional. Yes. It makes it intentional. And yeah, it makes it intentional. It makes it deliberate. When I walk into my professional space and spend the next however many hours in this space, I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to be deliberate in sharing myself and my work. That is that is amazing. Honestly, I think that's really beautiful and poetic. <laughs> and a lot of times we don't think about learning being beautiful and poetic, but it is. It's truly a gift that we have the ability to allow ourselves to be so vulnerable that we are engaging and learning from each other. And I love that that is your, that's tip number five is to be authentic because as we, as instructional designers, as we are working with through the stakeholders, as we are engaging with the content and um, from the student perspective, authentically, we are modeling the behavior. We want the students to engage in inside the classroom, inside yes. whatever learning environment you are creating. We are modeling that behavior. And so we hopefully are infusing that course with all that we are and the being that we are trying to um, you know, foster so that they also feel what we're doing. So that's amazing, yes. Trey, I love that. And that's how people transform, right? You gotta know that it is possible. You got to be able to dream and, and see it. So yeah, you, you hit it right on the nail, Alex. So I'm going to summarize our tips again. Tip 
Number one, take time to dream. Tip two, put the students first and the content second. Tip three, be inclusive. Tip four, push towards excellence. And tip five, get personal. You know, Alex, I, I feel like we need to uh, get a get a webinar on the books here because each of these tips, we can go so much deeper and have a, a such a, a great discussion around each of these tips. So I'm going to, I'm just going to put it out there that we're going to come up with a date soon to, to at least start diving deeper into some of these tips. What do you say? I, I would love that. I think that all these tips are world-class. And so if we can innovate and create and also empower other instructional designers and other universities or organizations um, to do the same thing, then we are all for sharing all this good information with the world. Great. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it and I'm going to thank everyone for listening to this episode of LAPUX Lessons. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of LAPUX Lessons. We hope you had fun learning something new today. If you did, please take a few seconds to review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. We value your feedback so highly because we're doing this for you. Come connect with us on social media so we can get to know you better. All of our channels are listed in the show description. Before you go, we want to invite you to visit x.lapu.edu to see the courses that our awesome team has created. Check back often as we're always developing new offerings. Or you can subscribe to this podcast where we will announce and feature new courses as they become available. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, this is what learning feels like.